That's so good to have you guys back. Thank you so, so much. Looney's Fortune's here. Round of applause again. That means it's the beginning of Advent. I don't know if you remember. Remember last year we were doing our drive-in worship service, and it was like gold having you here. Uh, It was just a reminder that God still had us, and just hearing that music again, just, man. And we're fresh on the heels of Thanksgiving. Hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving, everybody, one to ten. Randy didn't even say anything. That's okay. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, Today is November 27th, 2021. 28, just kidding. Just keeping you fresh, keeping you fresh. I got a couple announcements before we get to worship. And it's the hanging of the greens. And this place is about to change in appearance. And I love it. Um, We have next week, family affair, only it's different. We're not doing it on Saturday. Tell the neighbors, don't come on Saturday, come to the worship service, and then directly after the worship service, we're going to have a lunch, and we're going to have all kinds of stuff. There's going to be a lead singer of, what is the band, Steve? The Drifters. The Drifters is going to be singing. Did they do the Boardwalk song? They do the Boardwalk song. Okay. Uh, And then also... Next week is next week the festival of carols already. I think that's true. And communion. This is going to be a it's going to be a humdinger. They show up and it's going to be really fun. And then two weeks from now, December twelfth, we're going to have a joint deacon and elder meeting after the service. Um, that's for all you soon to be deacons and elders and all the deacons and elders currently. And then also we're going to have Dance for Joy Ministries as part of the service. So don't, uh, don't miss that one, too. Um, I have one children, youth, lock eyes with me. Everybody listen up, Elsie. You guys aren't leaving, right? You're, you're waiting until right before my sermon. And if I forget, Zeke say, Dad, don't forget. Right, Zeke? Um, I want you guys to experience this Looney's fortune, and I want you to experience all this this community. This is Advent. Um, it's where we get the word like uh, invention. Yes, advent, advention. I, I love having the Brit right in front. <laughs> right? Uh, it's it's the arrival. It's not, we celebrate the first arrival of our king as baby Jesus. And we also wait for his second arrival. So really it's a celebration of the here but not yet. We have a king and he's working in our lives and transforming us from the inside out like only he can. But we're waiting for our king to come back. And wipe the tears from our eyes. And walk us into the kingdom triumphant. Where there will be no more suffering. No more sorrow. No more pain. No more suffering. No more cancer. With that. Oh no. That's part of my sermon. My wife is trying to help me. But I'm, I'm saving something. I'm saying, you got to listen to my sermon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to invite... My teammate, Amy, and she's going to call us to worship. Please stand for our call to worship this morning from Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. That is our hope this morning. Please pray with me. Lord of all creation, we honor and praise you. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill this place today. As we enter into the Advent season, we pray that you would make it a holy time. Remove the daily distractions that would make this season about decorating, 
shopping, and eating. You did not come as expected as a mighty warrior on a steed, but rather as a meek and lowly babe born in a manger. Guide us to notice the unexpected and quiet our hearts to hear from you. And all God's people said, Amen. Good morning. My name is uh, Jim Clark. I've been with the family here for six years now. And when um, Jason asked me to light the candle of hope, all I could think of was, I sure hope I don't screw this up. (laughs) John Piper writes of hope in his book, Desiring God. The word hope is used three ways in the scriptures. One, a desire for something good in the future. Two, the thing in the future we, that we desire. And three, the basis of the reason for thinking that our desire will be fulfilled. We light this candle, this candle of hope, as a sign of the coming light of Christ. As the Lord has promised, 
In the days to come, the nations shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Let us worship Christ, Jesus Christ, the reason for our hope. Birthday will 
birthday will be On the 25th of December My birthday will be And the stars and the elves Shall tremble with glee And the stars and the elves Shall tremble From Psalm 34, we hear, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. And delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant, so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. And as we go to this time of prayer, we hold those thoughts in mind. The soul that cries out and was heard and was saved. Pray with me. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, we have been waiting. Come into our world that so needs you a world that longs for peace and love and joy. We are filled with expectations as we approach again the celebration of the Advent, the coming of your Son, Jesus of Nazareth. In the hustle and bustle of our world, help us to be quiet and not miss the real beauty and mystery of the season. Give us hope that in the future your promise will be perfected and your glory revealed to all flesh and your will be done on earth. We pray that the promise of your birth, that peace shall come on earth, may soon be fulfilled. We pray for the world into which you came and which you still love. We pray especially for the world's victims, especially remembering the situation in Haiti, as well as those who suffer from the difficulties of life, even in our own cities and homes. Touch us anew with the hope that is the heritage of those who love and trust in you. We pray for wars and threats of wars to cease and that you stop terrorists in their acts. We long for the time when the lion shall lie down with the lamb. Give courage and vision to our leaders that they may show us peace, not war. Show us how to live at peace with ourselves and with others in a world where violence and terror are no longer part of our daily news. Teach us to live together in harmony. We pray for our church and its leadership. Guide and direct all who are making decisions that they may hear your voice and do your will and as they serve and minister to this whole community. We pray for loved ones. Let your tender mercy shine on them. By your power, great God, our Lord Jesus Christ healed the sick giving new hope to the powerless. We pray for those seeking healing. Close wounds, cure sickness, make the broken whole again so that the ill may be well in body, mind, and spirit and rejoice in the newness of life. 
We pray for those who are weary, worn, or sad. Give health to the sick and strength to the weak. We pray for healing for Patty Ernest and Keith Coslin and for Dorothy Ceccarini. We pray for Carol Applegate's unborn great-grandson that you touch and heal his brain and give him health and give his parents hope and peace. Gracious God, having sent your Son to lift up the lowly and to fill the hungry with good things, send your church to accomplish the same mission in our time and place. Send your people to sympathize with the suffering, care for the sick, feed the hungry, cool the fevered brow, and comfort the anxious and bereaved. May our faith in Christ be evident in our compassion for others. Prepare your way in us, O Lord, that we may rejoice and be glad when your reign of glory comes. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we come to the time in our service now where it's time to bring forward and give our tithes and our offerings. For those of you who are listening on the podcast at home, if you wish to send in your offerings, Send it to PCC, Box 2128, Costa Mesa, 92628. We now receive the tithes and offerings.
Oh, there it is. That's a lot louder. Man, when you become a pastor, you sign up for all kinds of stuff. Just a heads up. You don't know how many times you drop your voice when you turn, tell certain stories. That's how I preach. Everybody, should we uh, dismiss these guys, yay or nay? Yeah, I say you, and then I'll call you because you don't play until the postlude, correct? Wonderful. I'll call you back in the postlude. Round of applause again for Looney's Fortune. What do you think of them apples? That's wonderful. And I'll make it brief and amazing because I've just been lulled into worship. This is just amazing. Um, Adventus. It's Latin. I, I, sorry to pick on you again, my Susan White. I love you. But uh, yes, it is. It's arrival. It's uh, the celebration of the arrival of the King Jesus, first in the form of the baby, and then we also celebrate him coming back. Um, and I can't wait, right? Anybody? Okay, good, good. Everybody's awake. We're still rocking it. Um, we got look for hope. Look for hope. The the candle is hope. Jim Clark, you did the opposite of making a mess of it. You nailed it. Well done, Jim. That was awesome. Um, we're studying Mark. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. A couple things about Mark. First, he's the first gospel written. Mark was actually right out of the gate. It's the shortest. And um, most people think, most scholars think that Peter was the source, was the source of the information for the gospel of Mark. And who was Peter? Peter was one of two of Jesus' best friends, right? So you get an inside track. And also you get a little bit of a passion of Peter in let's get this story out there as fast as possible. Um, Nate Feldmuth, one of my professors at Fuller, said, if you ever get confused as a Christian what this, this whole world's about, sit down, don't get up until you've read the Gospel of Mark. It's the quickest, simplest way to remind yourself and myself what this is all about. And it's about one person, right? Starts with a J, ends with an Jesus, right? <laughs> it's about Jesus. That's what we're here for. Uh, and we're looking for the hope, but we've also, we've got the hope, right? Right? Okay, good. Sorry. Uh, students, I, I guess you're, you want to hang out. You want to listen to me? That's cool. I like that, Kenny. I like that smile. Okay, we're going to read Mark chapter 8. We're going to start, no, Mark chapter 1 and read through verse 8. Everybody's still with me? Bada bing, bada boom. Mark 1 8, 1 through 8, got it. The beginning of the good news, the euangelio, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, the desert, the exile. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy This is the word of the Lord. Looking for hope. Good. <laughs> if you're looking for hope, this is right where we came, right? This is a good place. You're sitting in the right place. N.T. Wright translates the big, that first verse. Uh, the good news starts here. The good news starts where? Here. The good news starts with Jesus Christ. The good news starts 
with the gospel about Jesus Christ. Looking for hope. Good, you found it. It's found in one, one name, Jesus the Christ. And he wants to tell the story. And he says, okay, looking for hope. Where should you look? Look in the Old Testament. Look in the fact that nothing happens on accident. Look in the, in the, into the truth that God has placed everything where it is. There's no surprises. Look at how for thousands of years God had proclaimed through the prophets there is hope coming in the form of my son, in the form of me coming for the first time. We didn't, the Old Testament didn't know that he was going to jump down into the mess with us. But Mark obviously does. Okay. This is not an afterthought. Look at John the Baptist. If you want to look for hope, look at John the Baptist. That's where, that's where uh, Mark, Mark's gospel begins. It says, okay, the gospel is Jesus the Christ. It's not an accident. God has had this plan all along. In rolls John the Baptist. Anybody read Rolling Stone magazine? I'm the only one. Perfect. It's going to be an amazing application story. <laughs> right? My, guess my favorite episode. Uh, guess my favorite issue. Just kidding. <laughs> I used to, anyway, it just, that brings me down really funny. Praise God for students and student ministry. I did student ministers for a long time. And one of the games we used to play in uh, this youth group that I was leading, one of the students would always say, guess which one is cooler to me? And she would say, man bun, non-man bun. <laughs> and if you didn't guess man bun, you were wrong. <laughs> That's how the game went. Anyway, tangent, getting back to this favorite Rolling Stone ep- issue is when they have musicians talk to musicians. They have artists talk to artists. And, in, and they, they know the perfect questions to ask one another. Uh, the cover of this, in it, the first, the... The third or fourth, they've just started a couple years ago. The one, the newest issue is right now, it's got on the cover David Byrne from Talking Heads, and it's got Lord, uh, the, the young kids are listening to. If the kids are listening to Lord, anybody? Anybody? Dusty? Are you, or De- Devin? You, you awake? Okay, good. No, he doesn't listen to Lord. All right. Gospel writers. Deal with John the Baptist differently. You got Mark, which is Peter, and you got John. Who are Jesus' best friends? Peter and John. And then you got Matthew and Luke. Matthew and Luke, you get this fiery John the Baptist. You get this John the Baptist that's a ball of flame and just repentance. So he's calling people and he's like, the winnowing fork is coming. You're, I'm going to, Jesus is going to knock everybody out and it's going to get messy. Notice Mark's John the Baptist. What's Mark's John the Baptist like? Humble. The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thongs of his sandals. And then you, if you look at John's in 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. We just mentioned that at session. Remember Marsha Millar brought that up. 
more of Jesus, less of me. Look for hope. Are you looking for hope? Yes or no? Okay, me too. Peter, through the gospel writer of Mark, says hope is found in worshiping Jesus the Christ. It's like humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less often. Those are my three points. How do I apply this? How do we apply this hope? Actually, there's an overarching thing. Do you notice that there's this Old Testament coming out of the wilderness into the newness? This, this, this isn't up there. <laughs> Did you see that? I almost took a header on you. You okay? Okay, me too. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to make it. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe I should just sit down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what was I saying? Something about Exodus. I was thinking, this is old coming to new. Right? Old coming to new. We got, we got the Old Testament saying that this new thing is coming. Hope is coming. Gospel writer says, you're looking for hope. He's showed up. His name's Jesus the Christ, but he's coming. And he's bringing something totally new, totally Adventus. The arrival of this new kingdom. Notice if you read a little further in Mark, the first red letter section, first thing Jesus says in the gospel of Mark is, the time has come. The time has come. Repent and believe the good news. What's the good news? Know that the kingdom of God is here. That the something new has invaded this place and is going to go through all throughout eternity. John the Baptist had this in mind. He said, this guy who's coming, he's going to bring the new kingdom with him. He thought it was going to be the first and the second arrival all at once. He didn't know there was going to be this in-between, this here but not yet portion that we're living in right now. He thought that the Messiah was going to show up and he would sit on the throne and would reign for all of eternity. Yes and no. Jesus showed up. He didn't sit on the throne. He died in our place. He died in our place So that he could reign in our lives and we could enter his kingdom triumphant now. And it'll last all throughout eternity. I've said this a million times. We keep thinking, Christian church, that it's all about we show up on Sundays and we do this stuff. And we just repeat to each other, ah, this is what we hope for. This is what we hope for. To get to heaven. Jesus' gospel isn't that. Jesus' gospel is to get heaven into you and I. He's to flip the script. And what is, what is, how does John the Baptist proclaim that? How does he say all of that in one statement? He says, I baptize with water this new guy, this new Messiah, this new King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the King of Kingdom of God, He's going to bring with him Holy Spirit power. Applications. Now we'll get to applications. Sorry, I've forgotten that point. Is everybody still with me? You kind of got it? Perfect. Going into applications. First, stop talking about hope. Start living hope. Right? With fierce intensity. This John the Baptist, he was up in people's grill. He was wearing camel. <laughs> you know, what's that about? Because it looks like Elijah, remember? But it's a one-up, you know, because Elijah was dressed like a goat. <laughs> he's dressed like a camel. And he's from the exile. Where have you been? 
for the last year and a half. In exile, right? We've been in the wilderness. This is the perfect sermon for the perfect time. It's almost like somebody's in charge of this whole calendar thing. His name's God, and he is in charge of it. I got Advent booklets. Start living in, living out the hope that is in Jesus Christ. We got two. These are the large print ones for seniors. It's awesome. It's like an eye chart. Can you read it from there? (laughs) I can. And then, actually, my eyes are going. Sorry. Uh, And then we got the family one. But they both are phenomenal. Pick one up. Right? This is the year. The time has come. It's, It's not tomorrow. It's not yesterday. It's now. The time has come. Celebrate the kingdom of God here, now. Um, Somebody's car alarm's going off. Hopefully that's not... No, the Prius is up front. Also, um, notice his message. Repent. I used to have a Baptist, I mentioned him last week. I used to have an African-American uh, Baptist, Baptist friend when I was living in Muskegon. I dropped my voice. Sorry if you didn't hear that. Did everybody hear that? Yeah. Nobody heard that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop that, okay? I'm working on it, people. Anybody's saying you need to speak up, hey, I'm speaking up. Baptist friend would always say, Every Sunday is a call to repentance. Every Sunday we come in this place and when we pray the prayer of confession, we get ourselves wiped clean. John the Baptist, he's all about forgiveness through faith and he's all about repentance. Also, one last application. What is it? It's probably the hardest one. You could probably guess what it is, right? Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. More of Jesus, less of me. Numerous occasions. I have uh, a couple non-Christian friends. Um, and one of them I've had all through high school. I ask him, actually, just occasionally, I just bring it up. I say, what do you think of this Jesus guy? And he, he consistently says, I like this Jesus guy. I don't like all these people that follow this Jesus guy. They're cocky. And that fingers at me too. Less of you, more of Jesus. Less of me, more of Jesus. Let's have this Advent... Shake this place to the core. Shake every single one of us, individually and corporately, to our very foundation. And rattle loose all the, all the junk. And let's pick up and boldly, boldly await his second arrival while celebrating his first. Amen? I don't know what I'm supposed to do in the service. I think we're going to sing something. Do we get to stand and sing something? Amen. Let's stand and worship the Lord. What do you think of that? The song we're about to sing, the carol we're about to do this morning, is, uh, is uh, all very joy. Now, I want to give a little background from that. There was uh, a practice 
in the 1500s, 1600s, in the churches of cathedrals, in which they used the wonderful acoustics of the big cathedrals uh, for big musical effects. One of them was the, correct me if I don't say it right in English, echo. Like I say, pa, and can say like that. Okay, this music that we're gonna do today, this color, is using these effects. So please, I'm gonna remove my score to see, prove my memory if I still know that. I'm gonna look at you, so please allow me to have you as a big choir with me. And when I'm gonna make you to do a small echo, please do that. When I want you to raise up, please do. Okay, we're gonna do this battle. Uh, this, uh, Actually, for the benediction, we're going to listen to the postlude, so everybody take a seat. And if I had kneeling stations, I think I'd have you kneel, right? Because that's a good posture. That's, put in kneeling stations. Where's our buildings in ground? Oh, wait, I'm on, the, I'm on that thing. Um, but how about just in humility, put your hands out in front of you and receive this morning's benediction, and then we'll enjoy the beautiful music of uh, Looney's Fortune as they play us out in the postlude. And actually... Let's just do something. No worries. Uh, let's everybody stay and just be still as they play this, right? And then we'll talk and do all that greeting after the postlude, okay? Is everybody okay with that? Okay. But for now, receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.
Don't forget to grab one of these Advent booklets, and also there's a quinceanera. That's why that uh, the Fellowship Hall's decorated a little different. But uh, celebrate the fact that there's quinceaneras happening at our church. That's an awesome thing. Make sure you don't leave without saying some hellos to some people. Once again, Louise and Fortune, give them a round of applause. See you next week. Blessings.